Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hey, y'all. I'm Zach Glazer, the legal tech advisor here at Lawyerist, and this is episode 410 of the Lawyerist podcast, and we are diving into a sponsored podcast episode. In these, we're joined by a legal voice or company, and we discuss the newest features, happenings, and trends in the legal world. We're excited to offer these episodes to our audience, and we hope you enjoy them. Today, I'm joined by Joyce Brafford, a project management guru from ProfitSolve. We'll be getting into the nitty-gritty of project management in your law firm. Hi, I am Joyce Brafford. I am an attorney based in North Carolina. I started working at the Bar Association in North Carolina in 2011 as a practice management advisor, and I have been in legal tech, either advising or selling or some combination thereof since May of 2011. In that time, I have talked to, gosh, thousands of law firms. I've written for several legal publications, several ABA publications. I was lucky enough to be awarded a Fast Case 50 award, which Mm -hmm. I still hold near and dear to my heart. And I absolutely love what I do. Talking about legal tech and talking to attorneys and legal professionals is probably what I will do for the rest of my professional life. Fantastic. I'm surprised. I If I had the Fast Case 50, I'd have it in the background. So I'm surprised that I don't see it on a shelf behind you. Honestly, I cheated my way into that thing so hard. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> However you get in, you know, like it's, However it's just, you get yeah, in, right? Yeah. However you get in. Mm-hmm. I was a huge proponent of Fast Case pretty early on. And they were um, courting the North Carolina Bar Association. And I will tell you, I truly believe in the power of Fast Case. I think it is the best low-cost legal research provider, period. There's a reason it is the number one legal app in the world. And it is fantastic. I love the theory and the philosophy that mm-hmm. the company is founded on. And I went to bat hard for them at the Bar Association. I can't say that I was actually one of the top legal minds that year, <laughs> but I but I earned that award. Right. <laughs> and just to, to make sure everybody knows, this is not a fast case sponsored you know, podcast. That is That is unsolicited right there. Totally unsolicited. Ed, Phil, if you're listening, hi guys. <laughs> Hopefully they are. Hopefully they are. I hope. Well, so I, I do want to just kind of point out, you actually have been in this you know legal practice management area since before I was practicing. I actually started mm-hmm. practicing October 2011. So you've well, been doing right. this for, for, yeah, for, for longer than I've even been going. So on that note, what we wanted to talk about is, as you can imagine, practice management. But the question that I wanted to kind of prod at you with was more specifically project management within practice management. Because I, I think, you know, law practice management, law practice management systems, it's a it's big words, big concepts at least, you know, and and we need to get into the specifics sometimes. Question that I get a lot is how do we know as lawyers who are managing our firms when our team members have accomplished their tasks? We've set up tasks, we have them doing things, 
how do we know when they've accomplished this? How do we actually manage this thing? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, Doc. And unfortunately, I think most law firms don't ask that question enough. And mm-hmm. they just say, well, I've gotten paid, so things have gotten done. And the yes. only metric they're tracking is if they've gotten paid or not. I will tell you from an effective practice management perspective, that's not the best metric. <laughs> it's a <laughs> metric, <laughs> but it's not the one that I would personally advocate for. Right. You know, it is a it's a metric that we're concerned with. You know, it's definitely one of the first KPIs that I think pops into people's heads. But if we're talking about being efficient, being proficient, you know, that may not be the the right way to go. So what then is our our metric? How do we how do we figure it out for those of us that have been doing it that way, you know, for years? Yeah, Uh, there are lots of ways to track tasks. Way back in the day, there was a huge influx of task management software tools that people were really, really into. Mm -hmm. And you could put individual tasks. I had several that I used online. Then we started seeing better task management within practice management solutions. Mm -hmm. And those started out as pretty rudimentary. I have a task. Did I get it done or not? Right. Since then, we've gotten the ability to assign tasks, to track progress on those tasks, to delegate portions of those tasks to other people to make those tasks contingent upon the completion of a previous task or event. Mm -hmm. And things have gotten really, really granular at this point. And there's a tremendous amount of analytics that you can drive from a good practice management solution. I just, I want to just tell you specifically within Rocket Matter, which is the product that I'm here to talk about today, Mm -hmm. I would love for people to just see it, right? Because what we're talking about in this system, which is really, in my opinion, best of breed, right? Mm -hmm. You have a task, you can either have an individual task, or you can have a workflow, Mm -hmm. you can see exactly where a matter is on a series of progressions. In Rocket Matter, we have Kanban boards. Okay. And when you are looking at your tasks, you see who has assigned that task, who created that task, how long it's been opened, what is that task related to? Is there a matter associated with it? Is it billable or not? And it's really as either an administrator or a responsible attorney to run a very basic time and billing report. Mm -hmm. How much has my team billed? How does that relate to the amount of time that has been tracked for the month? Where are we standing with these tasks and where are we standing with our open matters? So going back to your very basic questions, Mm -hmm. how do I know when a task has been accomplished unless you have a system in place that allows you to view the tasks that have been assigned out to your team members, you don't. And that if you don't have it, then you really are relying on whether or not you got paid, which I'm just going to flat out say, and to anyone, I'm sorry if you're doing it that way. It's terrible. Stop. (laughs) Get a system in place. (laughs) Right. Right. I was told one time, like, how do you tell somebody who's making millions of dollars that they're doing something wrong? And that's the thing is like a lot of times people who are doing it that way are still making money, hopefully, Mm -hmm. but you could be making more or you could be doing more with less or, or something like that. So it's not so much like you're a terrible human being and you're practicing law. And it's just not the right way to do it if we're talking about managing our offices. And so the thing that strikes me with that is a system to view your tasks, you know, and there are a lot of different ways that tasks can be looked at. But I I think the first is I want to get people thinking about these tasks in workflows. You know, you you said, look at these things in workflows. And and this idea is more about having a series of tasks that people can do 
And from Rocket Matter's perspective, we can assign those tasks out kind of individually to different people. So Zach, as the lawyer on this, we've had a interview with the client and I've said, yes, we are going to accept this client. And then it goes to somebody else on my team who has a task to set up this file. And then it goes to somebody else on my team who has a task to send out a letter or, or something, you know, we, we have a series of tasks, but we have to have a way of, of viewing those. And so you said something about the Kanban board. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about what that would look like in that workflow environment? Yeah. So the Kanban board is, you can think of it as a giant bulletin board where mm -hmm. you have post-its for individual tasks or individual matters. Uh, in fact, you can have had Kanban boards for just about anything you want. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in them. And as something progresses from beginning to end, it makes its way across this board. It's a, a linear way of delineating where someone or something is in the process of completion. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm a family law attorney. I have someone come to me uh, that's interested in my services, right? So we've gone through the, the initial interview. I've accepted them as a client. So first step on my Kanban board, my first column where they might fit in with another group of clients is intake. Have I done my initial client interview? Next step is, have I collected all the documentation regarding marital assets that are mm -hmm. necessary? Mm -hmm. uh, have I collected all the information regarding any uh, minor children that might be necessary, right? right? All of those pieces, have I served the party? Have I provided a response? Whatever it needs to be in that series of progression until we get to the final resolution for that particular matter, whatever type of matter it happens to be. Mm -hmm. And you can think of a Kanban board specific to a type of project, specific to a type of client, but it's a template of checkboxes that you can go through okay. that are entirely linear. So as I'm looking at a Kanban board for my firm, I can see, I know that this type of practice area or practice type takes about six weeks to resolve, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're pretty, it's the traffic tickets, right? I know these family law matters are going to take closer to seven months to resolve. Right. So when I'm looking at how much money I should be collecting for each one of these, when I look at where I'm going to need to allocate my staff in order to get those tasks done associated with each one of them, I know where I need to plan. It's future planning. It's future proof sort of mindset for your law firm. That was a very long answer. So let me just rephrase. A Kanban board <laughs> is a way to linear, <laughs> to divide tasks. It's a series of checkboxes to chronologically define where you are in uh, task completion. So I, I think we can unpack a lot of things in there because you, you did put a lot of information in that. But I, I think you're right. It, it's, well, I know you're right. It, it's it's um, <laughs> a linear way of, of determining whether people have completed it. But first thing I want to say is this is digital. Yes. It's a bulletin board, but it's a, it's a digital bulletin board. I've heard people talk about these, these, these as buckets, as swim lanes, but mm -hmm. they're really just a different status in a sense. Yeah. And so kind of going back to how do we determine whether or not one of our team members is taking care of a task? Well, if they've taken care of the intake tasks, it's no longer an intake. That's exactly right. Yeah. We're in the second step. And so, so you look at this kind of 30,000 foot view of all the cases you have and okay, well, this one's in that area. And you could set this up in a way to where if something has been an intake too long, it flags it. Okay, well, that's how we know somebody didn't do it. Because I think that's the question is, I can tell when somebody did do something. Yeah, It's difficult to determine a negative when one of my team members hasn't done something. And I think 
That goes to what you said a little bit earlier with running some of these reports, these task reports, mm -hmm. and approaching this a little bit differently instead of saying, okay, well, my, my people are going to get back to me and tell me when they're done with something. Well, maybe I look every week and I see what are my tasks that aren't taken care of. What, what are each individual's tasks that aren't taken care of? And I know that's a report that Rocket Matter can run, yeah. certainly. And so can, can other task managers, but, but Rocket Matter inside your law practice management system can run that report. Well, quite frankly, that's a simple report for Rocket Matter. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're not even getting into business intelligence reports, you know, exactly. or, or major analytics. But I also think that that when I talk to people about project management and the Kanban boards, one way of doing the Kanban board is to set up that template that is the same type of case that we do every time. Mm -hmm. Divorce usually lends itself pretty decently to this. I know that doing wills and estates lends itself to that, but criminal law doesn't necessarily lend itself to that. Some litigation doesn't lend itself to that. And so how do we, how do we set up our tasks and check on our tasks in something that doesn't have that 30,000 foot view? We are running all of our stuff through the same workflow every time, you know? Yeah. No, that's a really, really good question. So some things do have a very specific time frame, right? And some things don't. They just mm -hmm. run however long it takes for them to run. I'm just, I'm a big believer that everything I'm working on has to be touched. And I believe in helping law firms set things up in the same way. Even if I expect something in a litigation matter, for example, to take two and a half years, six years to resolve. I'm never going to go six months without talking to my client, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So while something might stay in the same status for a, an extended period of time on a Kanban, that does not mean that tasks within that status set should not be completed, right? Right. So bare minimum for me, I believe in having at least a once monthly email it can be templated as you want, you know, hi, there's no status update. We'll continue to update you as, as things progress and change. Mm -hmm. Have I sent that email out to my client, right? Because right. at the end of this, I want my client, if they haven't paid me up front or if they're paying me on a monthly, quarterly basis, whatever it happens to be, I want them to know that I'm working for them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to know that if I reach out to them. So um, even if you can't see changes in the status of a particular matter, you can definitely see if tasks have been handled on it mm -hmm. and nothing should be stagnant. And that's another report you can run in Rocket Matter. Right. Do I have things that are absolutely stagnant? When was the last time there was client communication on a matter? And it's pretty easy to make a determination that somebody needs to be called, even if it's just to say, update, no update. Right, right. Now, that, that's a good point is, is there are a lot of kind of indicators to us yeah. That the ball has been dropped. You know, there's statute yeah. of limitations, I imagine would be a good one to run. Has yeah. this file been been messed with? But even with those cases that they're not moving from one swim lane to the other, from one bucket yeah. to the other, I think we could probably have workflows, small workflows. We're still going to have Definitely. things that are repeatable that we do, even if it's, you know, file this with the court or did we do interrogatories or have we done discovery? You know, if, if we're in litigation, we can have a discovery workflow that, that could be brought in into that Kanban board. You sure can. You sure can. One of the things that you just mentioned was the statute of limitations. I just mm -hmm. want to be really clear, specifically within Rocket Matter, it's really easy to determine your statute of limitations. It's really easy to set a number of deadlines. So if there's a response to it by a specific date, 
put that deadline in there and you'll get notifications and reminders many weeks in advance. So you have the option to always make sure, like I'm going to define my, my deadlines early. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I get reminders of those deadlines. I'm going to set some tasks associated with those deadlines so things won't move. And I think that, Zach, this gets back to a larger point, right? We always want to make sure that things are moving in our firms. Mm-hmm. We always want to make sure that things are progressing towards the resolution so the firm can either move on to a new case or bill for that time, whatever it happens to be, right? It is practically impossible for anyone who has a typical caseload to remember to do everything manually. It's just not going to happen. You complete a task, you've sent the email, you've recorded what you needed to record, you've made the notes in the file. It is outrageously easy to just move on to the next matter in your list Mm -hmm. without creating a future task. Right. And that is where we mess up. So not only can we see when files have not been touched, not only can we see how long they've been in this particular swimming lane to use your verbiage there, we can also see, is there a task? on this. And if there is not a task on this, why not? Maybe there's a really good reason, Mm -hmm. but there's probably not one. (laughs) If there's no task at any point in the future that I remember when I was practicing, I actually, in order to get out of a file, there was a pop-up that said, is there a future task on this? And you had to click yes in order to get out of that file because every single file (laughs) is going to have some sort of future task, even if it's a statute of limitations or something. Mm -hmm. It has to have something. One of the things that you touched on earlier, talking about workflows, talking about kind of setting these up and aligning your efforts with what type of case it is, that that struck me is if we have our workflows set up, even if they're standard workflows, we start to know where to allocate our resources. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people think, you know, Zach, this isn't worth my time to go write out this workflow, to create this workflow. I would argue that it's worth your time just from a, a management standpoint, but from a mm-hmm. an actual asset management standpoint, it seems to be, you know, what, what you're saying that this is is worth doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. It's worth it to understand where your money, when your money's going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to understand where you need to take someone off of a practice area for a little while. You've mm-hmm. got a paralegal who's going to be worth a lot more to your firm. If he or she is is supporting another practice area for some period of time. Right. And then one of the things that just we skip over a lot with the creation of workflows, but I find it to be incredibly helpful. It's a knowledge management tool. Mm-hmm. If I have someone coming into the firm and I've got a new hire or my old assistant left or my old associate is out the door and I need to bring somebody else in. I honestly don't have time to sit with that person for four weeks and, and have them shadow me or me shadow them. No. It's not going to happen. No. So what happens to anyone who goes to work at a firm? You get thrown to the wolves and somebody says, go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And how much of your time as a young attorney is then written off because you took too long doing something, right? right. You're going to be responsible for a certain amount of billable hours. You spent four hours doing something. Your managing partner looks at this, says, what are you stupid? And strikes right. it down to one. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got four billable hours. No, you got one billable hour. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's make this easier for everybody. Let's say these are the ways that this law firm approaches this particular matter. Mm -hmm. This is how we ensure good client service. This is how we ensure that our team is not wasting their time. It's a management tool. It's an HR tool. Mm -hmm. It is an employee retention tool. 
So yeah, it's good practice management. It's really good from a legal perspective when you're trying to make sure that your team is on task, Yeah. but it has so many applications beyond just making sure that your team is doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. You know, as you're talking about that, it, it makes me think of what people say about document automation. Yes. This is true, in, in my opinion, that when you automate these documents, you reduce errors because yeah. you don't have to do these things. When you automate these workflows, when you create these workflows, you reduce errors because you don't have somebody yeah. sitting there saying, what's my next step again? What are the rules? Mm-hmm. How many days do I have to, to get this file? No, you already have that set in there for Mm -hmm. people to take care of. And then when you've got that process created, kind of going back to our initial question of how do I know that that people are doing this? When you've got that process created, then you can, as the managing attorney, look at it from a 30,000 foot view and confidently say, if these things are in these these lanes or in these buckets, then they're correct. And I think of it as a way to reduce stress. Because if if I throw somebody to the wolves, then I'm thinking, well, now I've got to go check their statute of limitations. I've got to go check all these things because I'm not sure. And it's my license. I'm the one that's supposed to manage them. And if I'm not sure that they are getting this done, then I'm going to have to go expend a ton of my time going behind them and checking. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, you think to yourself, well, I don't have a whole lot of time to set these up. You know, I don't have Mm -hmm. I don't have the money to invest in a system that's going to work. I would challenge that. How much money and time would you like to invest here? Mm -hmm. And how much money and time would you like to invest with a firm who is in a uh, licensed defense practice, right? (laughs) I mean, it's not always, it's not always that extreme. It's truly not always that extreme, but I can't tell you how many folks I have seen over the course of the year, years, plural, Mm -hmm. go to one of my favorite law firms here in the state of North Carolina, I don't know that I can put their name out here, but I will just say they're fantastic people. They're Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic people. And they do a lot of malpractice insurance Mm -hmm. defense work. And they are incredibly smart. And a huge number of their clients got called up before the bar because they didn't email someone back. They just didn't talk to their clients. Yes, people get call before the bar because of trust accounting rules more than anything else, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but right behind that, why do people file a complaint with the bar? Because their lawyer isn't working for them anymore because they won't give them a call back. Mm-hmm. And honestly, have a workflow, work for your clients, provide the status updates. Somebody asks what you're doing. Oh yeah, I have a full list of everything that I've done for you. It's entirely defensible. Yep. So yeah, pay for it up front in very small funds compared to what you actually bill. Or pay for it on the back end when you don't get client referrals anymore. Oh, I, absolutely. Well, this is one of those areas that I talk to people about a good bit of when you're a, a young attorney starting out, you often have a lot more time than you have money. Yes. I, I mean, I did. I had a lot more yeah. time than I had money, but I had time to create workflows. Okay, great. Well, then if you're an attorney or a firm that is established and you have more money than you have time, well, now you have money to pay somebody. To create workflows. Yes. Like either way, there's no excuse for for not creating these these task lists, these workflows, all of these things. And kind of going into what lawyerist talks about, this is part of your operations manual. What you're saying about this being the knowledge management, this is part of your operations manual. And all these mm-hmm. workflows go down to how do we accomplish tasks? How do we 
as a firm, take care of things and honestly have workflows for your internal stuff, have workflows for how do we do our HR stuff? How do we onboard? How do we, you know, all of these things are going to be, if you're going to do something a second time, you might as well do a workflow of some sort. So that kind of leads me to this like last question of if I'm starting to do my workflows, I'm at nothing, but I've got some system. Where do I start? What would be your advice on what is the lowest hanging fruit or the the place where I'm able to leverage the most? Where, where would I start if I'm getting started with this? What do I need to do next? What literally am I doing next in my firm right now? Mm-hmm. Let me take an additional 30 seconds, a step to write down what I'm doing. Because there's absolutely this idea that you can say, okay, let me just think about this from a big project management perspective and figure out what I need to figure out, right? Just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know. So let me stop and think. And I would tell you that if you are not the type of person who already has workflows and checklists, Mm -hmm. if you aren't operating in that mindset already, it's going to be really hard to figure out what the easiest thing to do is. So I would truly start with what I am doing next. I'm going to come into my firm. What do I have to do first today? Is it respond to client emails? Great. Here's how I do that. What am I going to do after I respond to my client emails? Is it going to create a document? Great. Here's how I do that. Mm -hmm. And is it a pain to jot something down as you're going through it? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we don't always do it all the time. Yeah. Yes. It's a a pain, but that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Mm Mm-hmm. The other piece of advice that I'll say here is anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Let me say that. And people don't normally say that, but Mm -hmm. let me just Mm -hmm. clarify this, right? Even if your workflow is garbage, it's not going to stay garbage. Even if you create a workflow that's not perfect right now, you have a starting point. If you can't fix everything in your office right now, it is okay because it's worth doing. So taking some small step towards getting it right is better than not taking any step at all. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. At least get started, you know, at least get started because it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not going to stay bad forever. And I mean, it's the Rome wasn't built in a day, eat the elephant one bite at a time, all of these things just, and and I, I like your advice of start where you are, where are you start there? I think that's wonderful. Obviously, we're we're here for for Rocket Matter, and Rocket Matter can do all of these things. It really can. It's it's one of my my favorite project managers inside a practice management system. And well, let me let me ask you this: What's your favorite part of specifically Rocket Matters project management? Before we kind of move on a little bit, yeah, my favorite part because I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. is that I can go just about anywhere in Rocket Matter, but I, the Kanban board specifically, mm-hmm. and I can open up my Kanban boards for a specific practice area and I can see it. It does not take me a long time to scroll through a chart. I don't have to think about the data. It's there. Mm-hmm. And if you are a visual person like I am, it's boom, I've got it. I know what's happening in this firm and I know where I need to immediately dedicate some energy. Fantastic. Well, Joyce, I really appreciate your time here. It is, I could talk to you for a while, as you could imagine, about all of this stuff. You're, you're a wealth <laughs> of information on this. So I, I really appreciate you talking about practice management and specifically project management within practice management with us. If people want to know more, want to see what we've been talking about and how we can impact their firm and how they can implement some of this stuff, they can go to rocketmatter.com, get a demo. I know that all the people, I've gotten plenty of demos 
of Rocket Matter. And people are always extremely helpful there. So they can go there. Anything else that, that they uh, need to know or or can see at rocketmatter.com or any uh, piece of advice that you'd like to leave people with? Well, if you go and get, you get a demo, mm-hmm. you are going to be impressed with what you see. Mm-hmm. If you have great practice management now, or if you have no practice management at all, Rocket Matter's got something for you. But please make sure that you're taking a look at that project management piece. It's going to make a huge impact in your firm. But beyond that, I just want to make sure that everybody sees it. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. You can either contact me or contact anyone at Rocket Matter, send us an email, reach out to us on Twitter, reach out to us on LinkedIn. We've got an active Facebook page, whatever you need. And uh, we're here to answer you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I, I will say that that Rocket Matter does things worth doing and they do it well. They do. I appreciate you being here, Joyce. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zach. It's been a pleasure. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at Lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to Lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.